This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. I've been preparing for this all my life. Here's Porter on hard and taking him to school. What a great play by Jay Shante. KJ Martin climbed Bobon Mountain. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. And you've seen tonight that we, we fought together, we stayed together, and it's about damn time, man. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What is up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join myself and the Athletics' Ali Kambijani each week live Tuesday, 9 p.m. Central to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. Now, joining us for today's episode is one of our Locked on in-house credentialed draft experts and hosts of the Locked on NBA Draft podcast, one half of the Dynamic Draft Dummies duo, Sam Ferris, who you can follow at Draft Dummies on Twitter. What's up, Sam? How's it going, man? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am always excited to talk NBA, and especially when it comes to the NBA Draft. Very excited to join you. And Jackson, I was watching earlier today the uh, the lottery mock draft that you guys did with all of the different hosts. And I thought that was really an awesome idea and a pretty fun watch. You know, that lottery mock draft, I'm going to take 100% credit. Um, you know, it was, I, I, I was sitting here thinking, you know what? I, this is my second year with Locked On. How do you exactly cover a team five days a week that's, you know, not in the playoffs? And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we got to come up with some creative ways to keep this content train running along five days a week smoothly. Reached out to Nick, our channel coordinator, wonderful Nick Angstat, and he, you know, came up with a couple more ideas to really flesh it out. And here we have this really fun weekly mini mock draft. And and Sam, we're going to talk about these picks in a second because... We didn't get a full, a full breakdown on it, and I want to get your insight, you know, which ones kind of surprised you, the ones that you were, you know, kind of expecting, that kind of thing. But first, give us a little bit of your background on how you got into covering NBA Draft. Yeah, that's a good question. So Cody and I have been friends going all the way back to middle school, grew up together, so we share a lot of the same thoughts when it comes to basketball. Um we're just big basketball fans. We've been watching the NBA and college basketball and kind of doing our own NBA draft analysis on the side for a long time. And then last year when COVID started, we just kind of discussed starting a podcast. Uh, we both had a little bit more time on our hands with the pandemic going on. And so we just went for it and kind of went all in and put some good time into it and uh, really buckled down on putting forward a good uh, product. And so it kind of went from there and a lot of people liked it. It kind of blew up uh, a little bit faster than we anticipated. So it was really more than we expected. And it's just been a lot of fun. So it's a lot of what Cody and I had kind of done our whole lives, but now uh, actually recording a real podcast and having people listen. So a lot of fun for us. 
It's always great recording a podcast and knowing that you're going to have at least some people listening because I think the running joke with a lot of podcasts is it's that thing where you sit down and speak into a microphone and then nobody ever listens to you. So um, (laughs) it's nice knowing you have at least some semblance of an audience. Uh, Shout out Locked on Rockets audience. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Now, let's Sam, let's dive into this this week's mini mock draft just for the lottery of course and first things first were there any and i'm not we're, we can't rehash the whole mock draft if you haven't listened to the monday edition of locked on rockets just hit pause right now go back listen to that one it's really well put together we did an awesome job with it and then you'll have the full breakdown but sam did you have any surprises that really jumped out at you in this one actually you know what before that i'm gonna be greedy how do you feel about my pick at evan mobley for pick number three yeah, I like it a lot. A lot of people think or believe, you know, that Evan Mobley is the second best prospect in this class. And to me, Jackson, I, I have Kid Cunningham in, in kind of a class or a tier of his own at the top. And then I have a three-man tier after that of Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, uh, and Evan Mobley as well. So I, I have no qualms with your pick at all. I personally lean just slightly Uh, Having Jalen Green actually is the second best prospect in this class. But again, no qualms there. I think Evan Mobley is a fantastic prospect. The only reason that I lean Jalen Green just slightly over Evan Mobley is just it's a bit of a personal rule for me that when I have prospects in the same tier, in other words, I grade them just about the same, that I do tend to move bigs towards the bottom of that tier. That's just kind of my personal philosophy. But yeah, I I definitely can totally buy that pick. Um, I probably would have leaned Jalen Green there. Was he available again? Let me take a look. He was. So you had Cade number one and Jalen Suggs going to the Pacers number two. So then we walked away with the number three overall pick for the Rockets. Yeah, and that's totally fine. Uh, So I was kind of wondering what you thought the fit there would be. Do you think there's, uh, is it duplicative? at all taking another big after what we've seen from Christian Wood, or did you just kind of go best player available at that spot? A little little bit of both. Well, I mean, it's more so best player available in my eyes. I think he is the clear-cut number two talent in this draft. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think we've seen, and I I kind of uh, explained a bit as much, is just that with Christian Wood, we've realized now that he is a multi-positional player. He can play the four or the five. And placing, you know, a player who is multifaceted and very skilled like Christian Wood alongside another player who has a very high ceiling, who's, you know, going to be able to be, again, another multifaceted type of guy on both really, you know, capable of doing a lot on both sides of the basketball in Evan Mobley seems like a match made in heaven where you've got kind of two almost unicorn-esque bigs who Mobley is the clear five between the two and we'll need to, you know, get his body a bit more accustomed to, you know, the physicality of the NBA and and bulking up a little bit more. But having those two guys in the front court for the foreseeable future sounds like a really exciting tandem duo to have, whereas I'm just not not nearly as high on Jalen Green as it feels like everybody else is. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I think you and I probably share the same sentiment with just where the Rockets are at at this point in time. It's kind of Christian Wood and KPJ are kind of your building blocks moving forward. But, you know, just the where the roster is at at this point, you really do just got to go best player available. So if you believe that's Evan Mobley, you take him. 
irregardless of what's on the roster. Uh, I, like I said, personally, just barely lean Jalen Green, but it's splitting hairs. So, yeah, again, no qualms with Evan Mobley there. I think either of those three, including Suggs, who went the pick before in your guys' mock draft, I think any of those would really be a home run for the Rockets. Now, as far as the the rest of this mock draft kind of shook out, uh, you know, so the top five, Cunningham, Suggs, Mobley, Green, Kaminga, in that order, uh, we go through the, the 6 to 14 range. Uh, anything jump out off the page to you? Anybody that slipped a little bit lower than you thought they would have or anybody get picked higher than you thought they would have? Because we're getting ready in our next segment to kind of break into that 6 to 10 range of the draft as we've kind of really focused on and hammered home the 1 through 5 spots already with Richard, another one of the hosts of Locked on NBA Draft. So anything that jumped out to you, Sam? Yeah, a couple things. So I have this broken out. I have kind of one bad pick or you know one bad news and then one good pick in that range uh so do we want to start with the bad or start with the good there let's start with the good let's see who uh gets props from you on this one okay so let's see he ended up going 12th in this exercise to charlotte and that's josh giddy so i actually have josh giddy ranked as my number five prospect which will probably come as a surprise to some because most people have Jonathan Kaminga kind of penciled into that five spot. I actually do prefer Josh Giddy as a prospect slightly over Kaminga. So I'm a guy that tends to value best player available, as we talked about with you taking Mobley. That's kind of just my thought process throughout this whole thing. You could argue that, again, Giddy might be a little duplicative with LaMelo, both kind of these big ball handlers. Um, initiator type guys that are fantastic passers, but I just don't really care at that point. You know, if you're getting value, which in my opinion is the number five prospect at number 12, that's a no brainer. So to me, that was kind of the win of the lotteries is the Hornets ending up with Josh Giddy at 12. All right. So you've got the win right there. What was your, uh Oh, why'd you do this pick? (laughs) So no surprise here based on this team's, draft history but the kings taking Corey kispert at 10 to me uh those of the listeners that have listened to the draft dummies know that to me taking Corey kispert in the lottery much less at number 10 is a massive massive reach and would just be a really frankly a a a massive error on the part of the kings and i know that the uh that podcast host talked about preferring to trade the pick but if you are going to stay there at 10 i think kispert is just not the right pick. I'd probably have 20 other guys that I would take above Corey Kispert in that spot. All right, coming up, we're going to dive into the specifics behind uh, Sam's big board 6 through 10, kind of get some of his thoughts on those prospects, and we'll get there after a quick message from our friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We host rooms for Locked on Rockets every week with the Athletics' Ali Kambijani at 9 p.m. Central Time, Tuesday night, which means you can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here every single day. 
LockerRoom is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the NBA. So go download the free LockerRoom app right now, currently available on all iOS devices and in beta for Android devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NBA channel. Can't wait to see you on there. LockerRoom, changing the way that we talk sports. Another message from our friends over at rockauto.com. Look, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, which isn't exactly fair, right? rockauto.com has the exact same prices for everybody, and they're always reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even brand new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The catalog is unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure, this is a really important part, be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, chatting with Sam Ferris, one half of the Draft Dummies duo. You can also find him over at the Locked on NBA Draft podcast. What do you have cooking over there for us, Sam? Yeah, so we've got everything from scouting reports to positional rankings. Occasionally, we kind of do our own mock drafts using Tankathon. Basically, everything NBA Draft-related also college basketball, also some international stuff. You can find that. Cody and I host one day a week, but we've got some other great hosts there as well. So would definitely invite everyone to uh, give us a listen, especially as we gear up over these next kind of six to eight weeks preparing for the NBA draft. And you know what the good news is, is you don't have uh, Mavs in your Twitter at or name. So we don't. I don't have to give you hell about that the way that I've had to do it multiple times for Richard. So that's a total bonus. Um, so Sam, let's go ahead and jump into your, you know, projected your big board for, for spots six through 10. And you kind of already told us about Josh Giddy at number six for you, or I apologize, number five for you, which is kind of, you know, that's a surprise to me. So I want to give you a chance. I guess we'll kind of, we'll, we'll branch out a little bit further and I'll let you start at that five spot. And I guess that means you've got Kaminga one slot below Giddy. Yep. That's correct. I've got Kaminga penciled in at six right now. Obviously, this is still, you know, my top four is set in stone in terms of Mobley, Suggs, Green, and Cunningham will be my top four. After that, it's a bit fluid. I have obviously watched a ton of film on all these guys, but things do change. You know, your thoughts can change over the next six to eight weeks. But I'm feeling pretty good about where am I, where I'm at. And I'm certainly a Josh Giddy, you know, fan in terms of his projection. We kind of saw the blueprint from LaMelo and even to a lesser extent, RJ Hampton, who I really liked coming into the draft last year and had a very good second half of the year that if you go over to Australia in the NBL and put up statistics and actually look like you belong, that that, that really means something. But Josh Giddy was, was better than just belonging. He basically averaged close to a triple double this past season. They recently kind of shut him down as he'll now prepare for the draft, but you know, similar to LaMelo in that he's got that legit creator upside. In my opinion, as an 18-year-old kid, that that was effective. In a, in a professional league, 
to be that size at like six eight. They even say he might be six nine now. If you can find a guy at that size with kind of this preternatural passing ability and can run pick and roll, to me that's just very enticing. And those guys just tend to not fail. So he's just been a very talented kid with size and with production production from a young age. So I buy that. And as I talked about, I'm kind of a guy that values, you know, higher end outcomes. I kind of look at, you know, if they hit a 75th or an 80th percentile outcome, how valuable, how valuable will that be? And if he can hit that creator outcome at that size, that's just somebody that will really affect a franchise kind of moving forward. Now, if you're listening to this, you might be wondering, hey, Jackson, why in the hell are we talking about picks six through 10 when the Rockets, you know, only potentially have a top four pick, knock on wood, coin flips, all that good jazz. Um, and then, you know, if they don't have a top four pick, then they're going to be picking in the 18, you know, at 18, 23, 24. The reason we're talking about this is in our next segment, we're going to talk about the feasibility, the possibility of of trading up in in this, this draft and how that would look and kind of how we value picks and what those transactions might look like come the faded draft day. And you bet Rafael Stone is going to be aggressive in trading up, even if the Rockets do retain their number, their, their top four pick. They're absolutely absolutely going to try and be aggressive in this NBA draft, but let's go ahead and roll through. So you've got Giddy at five, which leaves Kaminga six. So then where are you going for seven, eight, nine, and 10, Sam? Yeah. So seven, eight, nine, ten 10 to kind of roll through quickly. And then if you want to get specifically into these guys, we can, I have Moses Moody right now at number seven, kind of a three and D wing prototype with a bit more upside in terms of I, I see him being able to create his shot also in the mid-range, kind of down the road. So a guy that can step in right now and play as a 3 and D type player, but again, with a bit more upside. Number eight, I have Scotty Barnes, kind of a long, uh, you know, 3-4 combo wing with high IQ and kind of a winner. He's won at all levels, uh, you know, so far in his life. At number nine, I have Sharif Cooper, who I view as a potential lead guard initiator at the NBA level, a fantastic passer, uh, a great ball handler, a kid that knows how to play the game, has incredible feel. The issues with him are just the size and also the jump shot. But to me, one of the highest ceilings in this class. And then the last guy I have at 10 is a guy that I've moved up on lately. And he's the guy that Cody and I are going to cover actually this week in our episode is Jalen Johnson. Another big wing that played at Duke, very good ball skills, a good athlete, and a really good passer as well. So kind of a similar prototype to Scotty Barnes as well, and I really like his ceiling. Uh, If the jump shot does come along, he's a guy that, you know, any NBA team can use a big wing that can guard and also has ball skills that Jalen Johnson has. I need you to tell me a little bit more about where your your thought process comes from on Sharif Cooper because in a lot of the different mock drafts that I've seen, he's not that that listed that high. So where do you where do you come away with uh, for, with that thought process? Yeah, you'll see him kind of everywhere, but I think most consensus or mainstream mock drafts, if you look at ESPN or The Ringer, have him actually closer to the end of the first round, but. Not to compare him, you know, one-to-one with LaMelo, but you know when you see that guy and he just has a certain magic with the ball in his hands and it's just different than you see with other guys, 
that's just something that Sharif Cooper has. And it's just something that, frankly, I don't think you can teach or learn. Um, I've also watched interviews with him. Mike Schmitz from ESPN does a fantastic job. And I love Sharif Cooper's mindset. He's able to break down the film as he sees it. And he talked about last year that after each game, he'd go back and rewatch the film. He'd go over reads that he may have missed, and he would work on improving that the next game. He was, you know, so he he's a guy that there were issues getting eligibility early on, but he started playing about halfway through the season with Auburn, and the Auburn offense immediately took off when he was inserted into the lineup. And Sharif Cooper actually, for the games he played, had the highest usage rate basically ever registered for a freshman and also the highest assist rate. So to just jump into college basketball and make that massive of an impact is just something you rarely see. So there are certainly questions, but you talk about a creator that has that kind of magic on the ball that is able to just come in and make that much of an impact. To me, yeah, there, there are question marks, there are worries, but I value that high-end kind of upside. And to me, I think outside of kind of the consensus top seven, eight guys, to me, he actually has the highest upside in the entire draft after those guys. Oh, wow. The high high praise for Sharif yeah. Cooper, who yeah. 20, 21.9 points, 4.6 boards, 8.8 assists, uh, talking about his playmaking, his passing ability, um, some really impressive numbers there, definitely. So he's a, he's a guy that I will absolutely be doing a little bit more extended research on and and looking at even if, uh, you know, potentially the, the fit as a Houston Rocket may not necessarily be there. I'm just interested just from a hoops perspective to learn more about this guy um, because we do have to consider, you know, what the Rockets do currently have have in hand. Um, I'm still very much a draft the best talent available type guy, but I do think that you don't want to completely ignore potential fit in the fact that the Rockets do want the ball in Kevin Porter Jr.'s hands moving forward. And I think that's something that you do have to take into at least a little bit of consideration when looking at, you know, the type of uh, players that you're trying to bring on board. But Sam, coming up, I want to talk to you about what it looks like trying to trade up in the NBA draft, how we value picks, um, potentially maybe a couple guys that might be interesting if they fall to that 23-24 range. And we're also, of course, going to hit a tankathon spin, and we're going to do that in just one moment after a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We got baseball season in full swing. NBA playoffs are here. Not only that, they've got NHL, they've got UFC, you name it, they probably have it over at Bet Online. So before the next pitch, before the next game, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Head over to their website and use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked On Rockets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And a quick reminder that even though the Rockets aren't in the playoffs, teams that are in the playoffs and on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. And as a Rockets fan, I mean, you can enjoy the games because there's no stress on these games, which is kind of nice. So crack open a Michelob Ultra, have fun with the games. There's no, there's 
no horse in this race, at least for me personally. Uh, pick a bandwagon team, have some fun with it. Now, chatting with Sam Ferris, of course, of Locked On NBA Draft Podcast, our in-house draft expert. Sam, let's talk for a moment about the potential for the Rockets to be able to move up in this draft because the the area of concern here is that obviously we've got to figure out exactly what happens in the lottery with whether or not they keep their their pick. But looking at the fact that they do currently possess uh, the 23rd and 24th overall picks in this draft, going kind of historically, how much value do you think those picks can have placed on them in the sense of, you know, you're looking at some other teams that might be in the mid first round or the later into the lottery and, you know, is it out of, is it crazy to think that a team might be willing to, you know, basically backtrack themselves a little bit and get two shots at some prospects a little bit later in the first round rather than just one shot earlier in the lottery or potentially a team even like the Golden State Warriors who might be looking for a bit more, maybe some win now help, a more veteran presence and might be, you know, willing to relinquish uh, one of their picks should the Minnesota pick uh, fall into their hands. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So the way that I kind of think about this is statistically, you know, looking at the average numbers that we have over past drafts, basically on average, there's about 20 guys per draft that end up, you know, making it in the NBA or hanging around for multiple years as, you know, a rotation guy or better. So it's kind of a, a difference of opinions of, do you want to move up and target one guy that you definitely believe is going to be one of those 20 guys that really sticks? Or do you kind of want multiple throws at the dartboard sticking at 23 or 24? So it's kind of two different ways of looking at that. And it just differs, you know, between teams and between GMs, right? So for sure, if there's a guy that ends up falling a bit that you just have graded much higher and you're able to get your hands on him, then I think it's certainly certainly worth doing. And I think kind of looking back over past drafts, teams seem to be, there seem to be more teams willing to trade down than to trade up, just kind of thinking anecdotally off the top of my head. Um, but what are, you mentioned the Warriors, uh, it, like any other trades that stick out to you that you think would be enticing for the Rockets to move up? Well, I, I mentioned the Warriors because we we kind uh-huh. of already have seen them. You know, they chose instead of you know utilizing the pick in last year's draft. Instead, you know, they went Wiseman, and you know they they almost in a sense kind of punted on a year of Steph Curry's prime. And we saw them come up just a little bit short, not make it through the play-in uh, gauntlet, and you know now they're out of the playoffs. So, you know, I wonder if maybe there might be a sense of urgency you know, in their front office to utilize, you know, any potential draft capital they have in this year's draft to acquire a bit more win now help. Um, The Raptors might be another team potentially that might be, you know, in that potentially same boat where they had a really rough season with the whole, you know, Tampa Bay thing and, you know, not actually playing at home. And that's, you know, a whole difficult, you know, circumstance that they were dealt Uh, a couple other teams that kind of come to mind uh, you know potentially the Pelicans you know if they're a team that you know really with that core in place of uh, of Zion Brandon Ingram you know they've got Stan Van Gundy at the helm you know what's going on there do they necessarily you know want another project another guy who 
you know, is going to take some time to get up to the NBA speed, uh, the NBA level, or would they potentially be interested in, you know, saddling, like you said, trading, trading down to have a crack at a prospect a little bit later on, but getting some more immediate help from a veteran guy. And there's a couple, I mean, there's a couple guys on the Rockets roster that might be able to help round out another team. You've got Eric Gordon, although he's got a couple injury concerns there, uh, but was having a really productive season before the injuries, uh, before the the groin injury happened. Daniel House Jr., who's a solid wing, who could be you know on a really team friendly deal, who could be beneficial to one of these other teams that might need you know to shore up their rotations a little bit. But the way that I come away from it is, I'm trying to better understand what the Rockets are going to be attempting to do with these. Uh, with the 23rd and 24th overall pick because it's tough for me to imagine that they're going to realistically walk away with three first-round draft picks and sign them all to rookie deals. Yeah, so I'm actually a big Warriors fan, so why don't I tackle that one? Uh, I've got some thoughts there. So, I, yeah, I agree. I think the Warriors would be trying to acquire players to round out the roster. They've already even said so. Bob Myers has come out and talked about adding a big that can shoot. And so Kelly Olenek to me would actually be a guy that makes quite a bit of sense for the Warriors. And then Eric Gordon, House, even DJ Augustine, if that would be a possibility, are all guys that would make sense in improving the Warriors roster. So that is one where I could see them packaging one or two of those guys, you know, uh, acquiring maybe some salary from the Warriors and then swapping to move up with them. That to me is one that makes sense. And yeah, to your point, I do think that the Rockets would probably be better off packaging those picks and moving up, though I guess the case against that would be that I think this draft is very deep and it's pretty flat after kind of the lottery range, I guess, depending on who ends up falling on draft night, right? Anything can really happen. But if they think kind of like I do that the draft is pretty flat after a certain range, in that moving up really might not move the needle in terms of the quality of prospect they're getting, then maybe they are fine sitting at 23 and 24 and having kind of multiple shots at the dartboard. And I, I like that we're, we're kind of, this is the whole thing, right? Is we're sitting here really kind of looking at both sides, trying to look at it from multiple angles, you know, different lenses, really trying to understand what the team is going to try and do. And this is going to be a great way. Uh, this will be our first experience with new GM Rafael Stone at the helm for the Houston Rockets and really being able to get a better understanding of how he's going to approach the draft and we'll have a better understanding of him as the general manager and whatever uh, you know whatever direction he decides to go this time around uh, his first time around granted he's been with the organization but he hasn't been the guy you know with the final say calling all the shots that's been Daryl Morey for the better part of the last decade uh more than a decade really 13 13 years yeah so it'll be great to see kind of what direction he decides to go and and how he decides to tackle this thing but uh Sam we got to get to the fun part here which is we're going to spin this tankathon wheel and this is going to be where I decide how much I like you based on if the Rockets keep their pick or not are you ready Let's see it. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We're simming a lottery. Whew. Okay. And uh, we had a couple. Ooh, we got a couple fun ones in here. Uh, we got Chicago jumping up seven spots to the number one overall pick. We got the Spurs jumping up 10, 10 places. This is a 
this is a chaos formula. What's happening well. here? Spurs, number two overall. Pistons, number three. Rockets, number four. And Orlando, number five. So I'll let you pick for the first three, and then I'll do the Rockets pick at four. Okay, so at number one, remind me again who we have. We've got Chicago, San Antonio, and Detroit in that order. Okay, well, it doesn't matter who ends up at number one. They're going Cade Cunningham, so it doesn't really matter the fit, but I think the fit would be fantastic. In a tier by himself, and the easy number one pick is Cade Cunningham there. And then for the Spurs at two, um, uh I'm just going to go with Evan Mobley. <laughs> I've got some fans and some followers on Twitter that uh, that would love that pick. I personally, like I said, might go Jalen Green. But again, I have those three guys bunched so closely. And I think the Spurs kind of have more guards and more wings right now. So, you know, I usually do not go with the better fit. But when those guys are so close uh, that basically they all have very similar grades for me. I'm fine going with the fit there, especially when it's a talent like Evan Mobley. And then at at three, I will go with Jalen Green there at number three. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, you're... the, the fact that you're that high on Jalen Green does me wonders because that means Jalen Suggs goes all the way down to number four for the Rockets. Because um, I got I got to go Suggs at yeah. number four overall, which no then... Question. If you're if you're Orlando at number five, who are you taking? Are you taking Kaminga or are you going to go Giddy and surprise the world? Uh, I would go Giddy and surprise the world. I think they would definitely go Kaminga. Oh man! Well, I I, I think it'll be really. I'm going to be really interested to see once we once draft night eventually gets here that fateful evening. Uh, if Giddy is uh, why is regarded as highly as as you have uh, you know, kind of regarded him here in this in this very podcast, he's an interesting guy. I will give you that. And I've you know looking at him, I do think there's a lot of talent there. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting you to come in here and say number five overall, though, for, for, for Giddy. So that was a shock to me for sure and probably for our listeners. But Sam, go ahead and tell them where they can track you down at. Yeah, so you can follow us at Draft Dummies on Twitter. Uh, that's Cody and I, and we do the Wednesday show for the Locked On NBA Draft. Um, so yeah, we would definitely invite you guys to listen. As we kind of alluded to earlier in the podcast, We are all gearing up, and four days a week we bring different episodes, including scouting reports. For example, this week Cody and I will be doing Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Johnson, two very intriguing prospects. Other times we'll do kind of more in-depth mock drafts or we'll do positional rankings. Uh, A lot of different kind of fun exercises to do, and we're just excited to be with you guys until the NBA draft happens especially for the teams that are kind of out of the playoffs. Uh, It's just kind of the next thing. And it's really fun evaluating these guys and thinking about who might be a part of that core moving forward. Absolutely. Sam, really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. All right, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockets. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.